You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! So today on Hey Mitch, I have the writer, director, and producer of Joining Call, a movie yeah. written and filmed during pandemic. I want to introduce everybody. The director first, uh, <laughs> Ash. Hi, Hi, how are you? <laughs> uh, first, you know, uh, thank you for letting me uh, see the movie and then also allowing me to interview you all. And yeah. um, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, first is like, what was it like having to film in this particular way? Oh, um, well, it was a whole new challenge for sure. Um, because the, you know, we, the script is the film is a bunch of people getting together over a zoom type call to play D and D. And, um, so it was like all sorts of new challenges, where each of the actors had to light and shoot and record their own audio and video um, all themselves. They had to do product or their own production design, their own costumes, their own props. Like, I mean, obviously we sent stuff to people, but um, you know, that was a whole new thing having to explain to people who maybe haven't shot video before, like how to do it and go over stuff. And we also had like, Actors were shooting anywhere from an iPhone to um, a Canon C100. So, like, there was just a rainbow of different cameras that we had to deal with and figure out different solutions and problems for. So, it was definitely a whole new puzzle that I hadn't really had to deal with before. I feel like it was even a little meta. Like, some of the issues that go on in the script were going on in real life, like kids in the background and ad connections. And so we were all kind of laughing as we were recording because we would be recording about someone's sound cutting out and then someone's sound really was cutting out or video or whatever. It was, that was funny to me. Very funny. Yeah. Pat, as the writer of uh, a movie like this, what was it that you had to do for not being on set? Like, were you uh, having to constantly do, do rewrites or add in new things that you were coming up with while filming or? Um, no, uh, not. <laughs> well, there, we were doing some tweaks and things. And when we do table reads, if um, someone had trouble with a line and, you know, is there, is there an easier way to word this phrase? So it's easier to say and pronounce, or if someone has a great ad lib that we really like, we're like, that's so good. We're going to keep that as, you know, we're going to make that a permanent part of it. Cause that's such a good line. Um, we didn't, there wasn't a lot of rewrites and um, 
once in a while, it, actually, <laughs> we were just Ash. One time, I had to like smack my wrist because I wanted to add a joke in, and she's like, "No, we're done. This is good. the script is locked. Like, stop it. Like, <laughs> I've already scheduled everything. Yeah, and shot listed. Please no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or there was. We were actually. I was laughing because we were just on another podcast last night, Pat and I talking about this. How um, we didn't know there's a kid in the film because so many people are having to deal with being a parent and you know, working or trying to connect with people or whatever. And um, we didn't know if we were going to get the kid until last minute because we casted a real life dad, Timmy Morgan, who's also a fantastic actor. And he was like, Hey, I don't know, you know, if I can get my kid in it or not. And so Pat was rewriting like the kid gags, I think up until pretty close before we recorded. Um, But then last minute, Timmy was like, I talked to my son, Ben, and he's really excited. And so uh, we did get the kid after all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say he did a fantastic job. He did yeah, do a very, fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, very much did. He was so cute to work with. In fact, uh, there was, I was just telling the story recently, Rose, but you weren't on the podcast with us, the other one, but um, how he had to throw, the kid has to throw a ball at Timmy's head. And of course, you know, Ben is like, this is a no-no. I'm not supposed to throw things at daddy's head. And so he was so, it took so many takes to really get him to throw it where it like had a good impact. You know, he was like gently tossing it. It was so cute. Aww. Aww. Uh, Ash and Pat have both been on my podcast before, but this is the first time for you, Rose, as the producer. Yes. Thank you for coming on. And then also, like, I... You know, this isn't your first film producing. What was it like having to do it this way where everybody is in different locations and having to logistically plan all this out? Totally. Uh, yeah, it definitely was different. Um, Ash and I worked on another movie, Zombie Debt, um, in person a couple years back. And, you know, even was just that setting like 40 up 40 years ago at this you No, know, feels like 40 <laughs> years ago. Um, <laughs> Yeah, definitely some differences with planning. Um, well, I think on the front end, things were a little easier, like doing table reads virtually was great. You know, emailing paperwork ahead of time was nice because then it, I couldn't leave it to like the day of like, oh, I'll just chase this person down <laughs> and get this thing signed because I couldn't do that. <laughs> so that, I think there were some pluses on that end. Um, I think I went in thinking like this might even be easier. <laughs> But definitely in person, I think, you know, um, there are a lot more things going on with scheduling and trying to keep things going and way more technical issues. Um, But the other thing was, you know, there's no craft services. There's no like, you know, getting together that day of and that that energy of, um, you know, all being together in one space uh, recording was a little different. Um, But, yeah, I think the biggest challenge was like, how do we get everyone feeling, you know, thanked and taken care of. So we actually um, got together and came up with like a little thank you package that we sent to our actors. Um, speaking of which, we set, we threw in an extra little thing for Ben, which was a, a Lego set Aww. helping. <laughs> um, and just, he was so you stoked, know, by the way. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, you know, with some goodies and some treats, um, so that they were able to at least feel like a little taken care of on that end. 
Um, and al- everyone also got some um, D&D I. So hopefully we'll all be able to play a game together here in the future. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely a little more challenging doing things virtually. But I learned a lot. And I think it, it's interesting to see how this could work in the future um, for filmmaking because we don't know what's going to happen if people are going to be able to get together as much. So, yeah. Very true. Yeah. I thought the crafty, like Rose came up with the idea um, to throw in crafty in the thank you box. And I thought that was so cool. Like we still were able to do crafty, but remotely, which is weird, but cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think everyone like really appreciated it. They were like, this is so awesome. Like what was it was like coffee. What what else was it? Got yeah, like a coupon for uh coffee. There were um couple snacks, uh thank you card from us. Um they also got uh you know D set of ice. And then um I think I also threw in gosh, it was like feels like that was 40 years ago. I'm like, what did I buy? <laughs> <laughs> um I bought like, like a random stuff, right? Oh, well, we also <laughs> sent everybody little whiteboards. And unfortunately, not everyone got their packages before we started recording. It was funny to me that like half of the LA people got them and then all of the East Coast people got them. But then like three people from LA didn't get their packages. And I'm up in the Santa Barbara area. So I'm like, it literally takes an hour and a half to drive there. I don't <laughs> understand how it got to Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, but we also, I bought these little whiteboards for everybody. Um, they could keep, and they were like little magnetic ones you could put on your fridge, but we did that so people could slate. So they could write on their boards, hold it up and slate. Um, and that was, I think, pretty helpful to have um, as we were filming. And then, cause that's one thing you don't have uh, virtually is mm-hmm. a slate. So originally we we're just going to have everyone write on some paper, but it was kind of nice to have them have something they could easily get to. Mm-hmm. So as Ash uh, said earlier, this is a, a film about D and D, but obviously inspiration came when we all went into lockdown, quarantine, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why D and D? Uh, <laughs> so because it so why D&D it was one of those things where that wasn't necessarily the it was it was it started as what's something that could be shot completely in quarantine via video call right so that was like step one was that it's like all right it's a group of friends trying to do something or trying to have you know they're trying to get together and either have a conversation or what <clears throat> and I mean, D&D was honestly just very much on my mind because at the time, too, I was um, very much in the midst of pre-production for the Red Opera, which we talked about, you know, which we talked about, what, a month ago? Was that only a month ago or two? Like six or 40 years ago. years. So that was one of those things I was just very. So that was very much on my mind. And that's something that also I know a lot of people. I play via like video calls. I know a lot of people do these days, even before it's a, it's an easy way to, it's an easy game to play over a video call as opposed to other games that you might want to try and play with your friends. Um, so it just seemed to be like, all right, well, this is something that's very much on my brain space and it fits. It just fits in perfectly. 
with the uh, with what we're going for here. So, but I mean, was was there ever a discussion about maybe a business call, a business Zoom, as everybody's doing, or uh, in schooling for kids? I mean, obviously, you probably weren't thinking about making a a film with kids, but <laughs> no, I, I wanted it to be something fun. I wanted it to be because um, that's. I wanted the the goal or the purpose of why these people are trying to connect to be for enjoyment um, mm-hmm. and uh, like a respite from the stress of our current reality. So that was, so I zeroed in pretty quickly on it's, it's a fun reason, whatever it is. It's not, not like, yeah, it's not a work caller. There's something fun they're trying to do. Totally. Thing- I think you texted me it. Like, here's just an idea, and it was D&D from the start, which <laughs> what I really liked about it, because I haven't, you know, everyone has done the business, you know, meeting thing, or just the family Zoom call, but we haven't seen it from, like, the nerd's perspective, which I think was fun. Uh, one of the things I loved about it was that you obviously see them as this is not their first session, and mm-hmm. as you, I mean, as you were saying, like, Nerds were already doing D and D games over uh, the internet together before quarantine. So, mm-hmm. though this isn't brand new, it was still a new logistic for a lot of people. Um, was there a time when you were thinking of how you would uh, get each person to so much be on the same page? As in, did everybody know how to play D&D already? Oh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, that's what the script's for, right? You just They're just, you know, <laughs> reading the lines. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we had, um, we had several meetings beforehand. Um, we had, like, I think a, a first general meeting where we all talked about the script. Um, and if people had D&D questions, I think there were earlier drafts of the script that were a bit more, like, um, inside D and D baseball that I had to, cause I love D and D, but I am very much a D and D noob. Like I have been playing a bit, but I'm not like someone who has a constant campaign that like Pat plays every Tuesday, um, on geekly Inc. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's reword this so that if I don't play D and D, I'll still understand it. Cause we wanted it to be accessible for everyone, but still have, you know, the nerd, um, references uh so we did dial it back a little bit but for the most part i think once we did dial that line back everybody even people who hadn't really played D were able to understand because there's honestly not a lot of D that happens in the movie <laughs> um so everyone was able to really like get on board uh with that pretty easily i will say that i have never played D before um and when pat and Ash brought me the script. Um, you know, there were a few things that I was like, I'm not sure exactly what this means, but I feel like the themes and the like motifs of like community and getting together and doing something fun and creative, like as a stress relief. And then also like being a parent myself and knowing how tough it is to be on a Zoom call or even just like get that connection. Um, I think that there are some universal themes. And I love that like. I mean, as someone who doesn't play, I've watched this film like two or three times since Ash has sent it to us. And I like just keep watching it because I love it. It's so, you know, um, 
know, and then also I think people who play will even appreciate it more because, you know, there's that element there. It's funny because after producing this film, I have found out more of my friends who, and family members, my, both of my brother-in-laws did not know this, um, are, are used to be and play D and D occasionally. So I was like, so excited to show them. And yeah, I had no idea, like never asked. And then I was like, Hey, do you guys ever played? They're like, Oh yeah, we used to play all the time with our neighbors and this and that. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, sweet. Well, you guys will love this film. Um, yeah. So just as an outsider, um, (laughs) I think that there are those universal themes that anyone watching can totally late too. And then I also feel like, you know, D&D d- has started to get that like role in mainstream with like um mm-hmm. Stranger Things and different shows like that where they show kids or people who play the game together. Um and so people might not know exactly how to play it, but they're they know in general what it is. Yeah. I think that's that's another thing, like, I don't know if I'm jumping on a question that you already have, Mitch, but that was something that I thought was really cool was as Pat and I are people who do play D&D, um, we don't look like the stereo, especially Pat, like Pat is like super ripped, guys. He's so buff. Look him up. <laughs> um, but like, we don't look like the people, the stereotypical people who play D&D. And so that was something that was really important with the film, too, is we wanted to like break that stereotype. Like even Stranger Things, like they're still adhering to like, oh, it's the nerdy boy. Oh, totally. Yeah. The nerdy yeah. kids. So we have like all these characters that are like from various different walks of life. Like um, Brandon, uh, he plays Bryn. Brandon Hertzenberg, and he made the decision. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be a country boy who plays D&D because I have a friend who is a country boy who plays D&D. And so he's like got a full Texas accent. Um, and he really leaned into that, which I thought was fun. And then Tara Jane is like this total like w- we call her crystals and white claw because she's like, <laughs> I love it. Defines her. That's have so you perfect. guys noticed Pat and Rose? I didn't notice until like my most recent editing pass that she has a little sign behind her that says that it says crystals and white. Oh my claw. gosh. It's no, so I didn't. Good. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so it's like, we tried to like break the mold and, and show not the stereotypical nerd that you always see because really there's so many different types of people who play D and D and are from all sorts of different backgrounds. I'm so, done. <laughs> <laughs> so in setting up each individual shot, uh, how much were you a stickler on what was seen, being seen in each window? Yeah, that was super complicated. So initially I really, because it is one whole zoom call, I really wanted to do it all in one take. But the script is 16 pages long, and there's several characters that have to juggle props. So, for example, Crystal's in White Claw. Her name is Zoe. Um, She is drinking and progressively getting drunk. And Tara Jane, the actress who played her, is a real-life bartender and was able to make these drinks non-alcoholic but make them look like the real drinks. Um, but it was so complicated for her because I don't even know how many drinks she ends up with at the end. Do you know, Pat? I feel like we counted uh, at one point. It's like, like eight uh, or ten? Six or seven. Because it's oh, one for seven. every. It's like per seven per. or eight. Yeah. yeah, per, per. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. She's, 
I have a list somewhere of yeah. each Oh, one. that's right. We did make a list. Um, so uh, it was just – it would be a big ask for the actors who are already lighting themselves and recording themselves and doing so much. So um, luckily Tara and um, the other actress, Angelique Rockwood, talked me out of it. They're like, look, this isn't a good idea. And I was like, okay. Listen, <laughs> listen to your talented people, everyone. Um, and so what Bad I advice. did was I went through and I broke down the script. Um, and I basically, I was super inspired by um, Mythic Quest, the quarantine episode of Myth- Mythic Quest and the Parks and Rec quarantine episode. And if you watch those, it's not really like a traditional Zoom call. Like if you had a real Zoom call where you're just like seeing a grid view of everyone, it like cuts to two shots or single shots of people or it'll cut to like the grid view and so I was I knew I wanted to do that and that would make it easier for us to divide the script up even though it's one scene I divided it up into little mini chunk scenes um and then figured out from there like okay this page there's really only three characters talking to each other so let's have those three characters be on screen and then over here we really need to cut to a grid view of everyone because they're all reacting to Bryn awkwardly talking with his girlfriend about how he uses too much toilet paper and stuff like that so I had to go through the script and divide it up and figure out who was going to be on screen um, when it was basically like a combination of a line script and a paper edit that I did beforehand um, to figure all of that out. And then on top of that, it's so complicated. It was such a puzzle. On top of that, uh, we had people shooting in like four different states, maybe more. So we had um, like Pen- Pennsylvania, Chicago, Utah, and California. So we had to schedule the shoot day. We shot most of it all in one day. And so I had like basically because of the difference of East Coast and West Coast time, we had three less hours (laughs) during the day. (laughs) And then on top of that, like there's some characters that are um, are using natural light to light themselves primarily. And so I had to schedule in a way where we would shoot out all of the natural light people first so that they had the optimum light at the right time. And then shoot out like group shots and try. I tried to shoot characters out in a order. I think the person with the longest day was either Natalie Lynch, who plays the the um, DM character, or Tara, because they had to like jump on and off a few times and were there pretty much all day. But um, but for everyone else, I was able to schedule a way where they didn't have to be there for the full day. But Natalie and Tara, I can torture. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've known them forever. (laughs) I would say the effect or gag, running gag that you had in there uh, with the Bryn character. uh, Oh, yeah. It was great. Like, uh, I mean, did you have to take separate stills or was that more of a, you just picked a frame that you shot? Um, I, well, I told Brandon to make um ridiculous faces because i was like okay we're gonna freeze frame on your face um but he didn't necessarily when we would do table reads he would actually hold his face in the frozen way just so that everyone had something to react to which was really fun but um for the thing i just had him keep doing what he was doing because what i what i do is like i actually 
would, um, whenever it glitches, I would move forward a bit and grab a chunk forward and put it in during the glitch so that he like moves, you know, he does the weird thing where it's like, oh, suddenly he's over here. Mm-hmm. And then other times I would freeze frame on his face um, in a funny position. So a bit of both, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the post shooting, uh, having to edit everything together with different video formats and video, because you said everybody did on different can- time ca- types of cameras as mm-hmm. well as cell phones. Uh, how difficult was that to match? Um, luckily, I mean, as far as like, editing wise i used premiere pro and premiere pro is pretty robust and able to handle a lot of different types of footage in one timeline which is pretty awesome um funny enough where the real technical issues in post came into play was mostly just getting everyone's footage off of dropbox because (laughs) i would have so many glitches like trying to download footage specifically with um I think Brandon shot with, did Brandon shoot with an iPhone? I think Brandon shot with Mm -hmm. a brand new iPhone. That was, I'm going to get a little, Uh, (laughs) I'm going to get a little um, uh, editing nerd on you, but it was shooting H265. And that's a brand new Kodak that Dropbox doesn't play nice with. So I would download his footage and it his which is so funny because he's the character with technical glitches and his footage would have technical glitches baked into it where like halfway through the take it would start over and it would cut to him with holding up the slate and i'd be like no he's midline no (laughs) um so i just had to constantly re-download his footage over and over again until it was finally fine and then i think i had to like because it was H265, I had to, again, I'm sorry, I'm getting super nerdy on you, but I had to convert it to QuickTime ProRes, I think, until it finally played nice in Premiere. So that was like a headache. Totally. <laughs> that was so new. <laughs> not I remember how to deal with before. H265 yeah. is supposed to make life easier, but it does not. <laughs> There's some like audio issues too with like, because we had everyone record separately their mm-hmm. audio don't remember because I just remember feeling bad. I was like, as I, I edited in the past, it's been a while. I'm very rusty, but I just know <laughs> mixing all yes. different types of <laughs> that was um, sound on top of. Yeah, we um, well, first off, everybody has computer fan in their audio. Um, and so I sent the audio to my dear friend, Brett Eagleston, who processed the computer fan noise out. Thank you, Brett. Um, and then on top of that, the, there's um, an opening scene that's just Natalie Lynch, her her character Maddie, um, and somehow something went wrong. I think with the program she was using to record, and I think she had her laptop mic selected and not her mic mic, and so the audio for that um, was garbage. And luckily, we we recorded in Discord. So, I mean, we didn't actually record Discord or record um, video in Discord, but we used Discord so that for the video chat when we were all recording, and then just like you're doing here, we used the handy plugin Craig so that I could record a backup for everyone's audio and everyone had their fancy mic plugged into Discord. So um, what ended up happening for that 
take, I had to go into the backup audio, which was just recording all day, mind you. So it's like this long Ugh. audio file that I had to go through <laughs> and find. For like 12 hours. Yeah. And that opening scene, even though it's one scene, it's made up of different shots because it's like jump cutting um, to her, like noticing that her apartment is like a mess and her cleaning and her realizing that she looks like a mess. And so she changes. And so going through it and finding like the take and the shot was like a bit of a nightmare. So you're right, Rose, that that was a fun technical issue that probably wouldn't be a problem normally. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank thank goodness for Craig. Yeah. Saved our butts. <laughs> thank you, Craig. That's why he's thanked in our credits. There you go. <laughs> is there uh, something you would have done differently in filming? Um, well, one thing that was a bummer was, um, Matt Young's character, Seth. So he was one of the characters that we really planned heavily on Matt using natural light. And he shot in, I think it must be his living room or something like that, but a room with tons of windows. There were like eight windows. So it was like full of light, but we sent Matt um, a little light that clamped onto his um, laptop as well to fill out his face. Um, but otherwise, the rest of the room is lit by natural light. And I think he also has a lamp on in the background behind him. But um, but then the day we shot, like we did all these tests. Matt did all these test shots. Everyone did test shots and like <laughs> sent them to me. And it looked great. And it was beautiful. And he was shooting on an iPhone, which is why like especially we really needed it to be... Um, lit well because the iPhones I think he has an older one I know the newer ones are better in low light but the older older ones aren't super great in low light um, and then the day that we shot there was a, a thunderstorm and it was super cloudy and overcast and dark and rainy <laughs> and so his shot ended up being um, uh, darkly lit anyway <laughs> so I wish if I could turn back time and make it not rain in Chicago that day I would <laughs> Now, uh, Sorry. honestly, like the behind the scenes work Ash did is itself, I think, more impressive than the film itself. Like oh. it's just <laughs> it was it's pretty amazing. Like it's like when you learn how a magic trick is done and you're like <laughs> more crazy than the trick. <laughs> <laughs> but you could just like you, you said you, you did like some film it yourself. Uh, oh yeah videos about it like using that like the behind the scenes and like how you did it because yeah you basically just created a course on how to do something like this like do a very unique type of filming i have like a three movie series on my film it yourself filmmaking youtube channel um with the behind the scenes which was also uh, a technical like thing a feat because as well as like making sure everyone's recording in the right settings and they look good and the lighting is good and all that. Like I was also recording myself with a two camera setup. And so I also would be like, oh no, my bat- my camera battery is dying. I have to swap that out or the card is full. Cause we I think it was like a 12 hour shoot day, but we wrapped early. I remember that. Um, so it's we like did. cameras were running for hours. <laughs> on end i do have oh sorry go ahead oh no i'm done (laughs) oh i was just saying like i have to applaud you because i think that the you know prep and planning that went into it and you know getting those test videos from everyone um going through and doing everything in shot lister and Mm -hmm. um really scheduling this all out 
Plus, on top of that, making sure everyone was recording, everyone's mics were correct, um, and not having to really go back and re-record anything is pretty impressive. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, that happened. Um, For um, I know, amazingly, not even then. I feel like it was still like not too bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like minimal and and for I feel like it was pretty successful for yes all yeah, the moving it's parts. amazing that like not there weren't more technical problems like we still had technical problems but it's amazing that it was as little as it was I think this the one so we reshot with Timmy just because we wanted to shoot um the kid without everyone on the call because this was like a call with eight people eight actors plus pat plus me plus rose and we're like that's gonna be intimidating to poor little benny so um we shot that we reshot those scenes and then i also reshot some scenes with um two other actors just because the camera got bumped in the middle of the day and so the focus was slightly soft Mm. so we just reshot those just to have better footage but like it it's impressive that that's it that's all we had to redo, really. And we kind of knew going in we were going to shoot the kids' stuff separately. Too. Yes, so totally. I feel like that was expected. Yeah, and I did have to reshoot the opening as well, just because um, she had her camera settings um, set to a certain thing. That once I got the footage back from her, I was like, "Oh no, we need to redo this." But luckily, it was like the same day, and so I was able to just contact her immediately and be like, "Hey, let's." let's go over your settings and redo this. Cause her shot is green screen and it is, I know the version I sent you only one part is uh, keyed out, but she will be keyed out through the whole call. So it was super important for green screen. You really want to be shooting in like four, two, two um, and not have the footage crunched at all. I'm, I'm getting nervous. It wasn't hard enough. We threw in some green screen. So. I know. Right. And that was like a last minute idea. Wasn't it? I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. It's, Cause she's like, Oh, I have it. Cause she had it. And she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I have, but it's, it's one of those things I feel like that we, I think I thought would be like, okay, this isn't going to be two. And then I was like, oh, you totally. really got, you, this is going to be whatever. And it's like, but like a normal shoot, you've got two cameras, three cameras all looking at the same thing when you're mm-hmm. shooting and doing a take. It's like, no, Ash had to worry about seven different yeah. cameras yeah. all looking at something different uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's not like they're in your hand it's like no, no, so, there yeah. were so many times where i remember ash being like i just wish i could like reach through and touch your camera because then it's like okay <laughs> turn the button press yeah. down three times and they'd be like i don't see it you know it's like, oh <laughs> my gosh turn the lcd screen towards your camera your computer camera so i can <laughs> see your camera menu like oh god that was frustrating and i will say that's not like um it's definitely not an ideal situation as a director because i'm not able to like pat said i'm not able to really give the performing actor a hundred percent of my attention because i'm also watching everybody else at the same time um so it's not ideal for a director i feel like you know the downside is i'm not necessarily able to catch everything uh but the fun part was in editing like for matt young's character i didn't really pay attention 
to his reactions. And I was like, man, these reactions are great <laughs> that you have here, Matt. <laughs> I think I sent him an email saying like, I didn't get to see them when we were recording, but these are so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, the, the movie you have a, one of your windows is a couple. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat, did you write in a couple knowing that you would have access to a couple or did you write a couple hoping that you would get two people that would be uh, quarantined together or not? Yeah, uh, it was intentionally a couple of people. But um, what's funny, too, is who what you know who they were. I, I was like, I figured we could figure this out. But Ash knows a ton of people like she's got to know, you know two people that are in the same house together that could do this. Um, and then um, and Kiri and Angelique were so great. But what's fun, too, is we talked about during the writing of it. Um, we actually, except for the fact that they were a couple, everything was um, completely blind with the script. So all of the characters were just numbers. Mm. It was just and they just had the personality traits and they were completely like every. Com- no, no other, tr- no, no gender, no, no race, ethnicity. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just one, two, one through eight. And like one is this person and this is their like personality. And then there's it's like five and six are the couple. And then this is their personality. So you could do whoever we, you know, so it, it allowed us to be very free too with who we wanted to work with and who wanted, who was available. And it worked mm-hmm. out really well. We're very happy. Yeah. Very happy. I really appreciated that. Like, I feel like it it um, set it up for like inclusion, inclusion and diversity. Because then it's like it, we're not asking for this person to be look a specific way mm-hmm. or have a specific background. And then it was kind of cool because you know the words were there, but the actor got to shape that those words with their intonation or or give it their life, um, kind of yeah. based on who they were. And even going back to like giving the characters, like it wasn't written in that, you know, Tara's character Zoe was like into white claws and crystals, but it worked <laughs> so well. She like brought that to the character and mm-hmm. then it like went well with the words that you wrote, Patrick. So I think that was cool that we were able to kind of reach out and get these actors to really bring these characters to life. And that there wasn't this like, this is what this person has to look like or be or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It gave them a lot of freedom, which I think they appreciated because, you know, actors don't always get the freedom to be that creative with their characters. Um, and so it was, it was freedom in casting and freedom for the actors once they had the role. You know, like I said, same thing with like Brandon's character. It doesn't say that he, you know, he's from Texas or that he has an accent or anything. He just brought that to the character, which was really fun. I think uh, what's what's cool, too, about letting the actors have a little reign was I'm pretty sure every single person, every single actor has something in there that was them. Like that was not originally written in that they brought to it as far as like a line, like a, a one line or some like gag or bit they do on the screen. Um, I want to go through and watch it again, but I'm pretty sure I could pinpoint something for everybody. Like, like that, that right there, that was all boom, that person that, that, that was something Mm -hmm. they brought to the table, which I really appreciate. And I think adds a lot of authenticity and shows that they're, you know, they're into it and having fun and just isn't makes the characters come more alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think if he not away, uh, with his, wardrobe he was like i'm doing a slight goku cosplay (laughs) (laughs) and then we hired this artist to um to make 
you know, characters of everybody, everybody's D and D character so that we could give some production value to the film. And like, I didn't tell her that. And she must've picked up on it. Cause she totally drew him like as like a Goku style fire. And it's so great. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, he was so colorful and even like, I, as Patrick was saying that, I just kept thinking about if he's some of his asides too, like there's one part where he's like, I was all the way across the room and I heard that or something. And it just made me laugh. Like there's some really good <laughs> like moments um, that are like, so that, that character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All the actors did a great job of bringing them to life. I think. Yeah. And I loved in the little caricature of Bryn's character, his, his, uh, Texas hat is also interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He actually asked for that one specifically. Um, well the artist drew the hat on him and then he was like, can we put the Lone Star on the hat? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of casting and your actors, uh, I mean, a few of the people I recognized uh, from other things that you've all done. Yeah. But uh, how did that how did that go about? Was it was it a lot of going to people that you already knew or did you mm-hmm. have a casting call? No, no casting call. Um, I don't really like doing casting calls um, unless I have to, because I really love working with I know so many talented actors um, and I really love working with the same people and I'd say half of this cast are people that I've worked with many times before. And then the other half were people that I wanted to work with and have known for quite a while. Um, So it was, it was more just us reaching out to people. Um, There were a few people we reached out to initially that had to turn it down because it was, it was a bit of a commitment, you know, Mm -hmm. and, everybody we shot it in july and so i feel like it was really we're in the midst of yeah like it was really a challenging time for everyone um so i mean it still is but you know what i mean it was such a challenging time back 40 years ago in july um well two years ago (laughs) i'm just gonna keep you say that 40 years (laughs) um Uh. So yeah, it was just reaching out to people um, and and seeing if it was available. And like Pat said, like the flexibility that gave us with casting was tremendous because um, you know we did have to. The number one requirement was you must have a nice mic to be cast in this film. So that was the <laughs> first requirement that made things difficult. And then you must have either access to a camera or have a camera of some sort was the other requirement. Um, but that, that one's pretty easy because everyone has a phone that shoots video nowadays. Um, so that limited us. And, but thankfully because of the way Pat wrote it, it opened it up, you know, to being like, okay, well we can cast anyone for this. It can be, you know, like that's what I think is so fun about um, the Tegan and Jess character, the couples, we were able to be like, well, why not cast a lesbian couple? Like, that would be awesome. Let's do that. And so the freedom it gave us was really great for finding people who are available. Because Angelique isn't actually an actress. Um, she's she's Kiri. Kiri plays Tegan. Uh, she's Kiri's real life now wife because they just got married. Congratulations. <gasps> what? last week um and it was really fun. they did it over carrie's twitch so they streamed it but um 
So Angela, it was very sweet of Angelique to agree to do the film. Um, and and I think she did an awesome job considering she's not. She did a good actress. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was so cute because they have such a great relationship. They're so adorable that like after every take of them having to yell at each other, they turn to each other and be like, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> you know, just so adorable. <laughs> after these like tense moments yeah. where they had to be like mad at each other. They did a good job with it too. They really that, did. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt and, bad their time. I'm like, you guys are so uh, sweet and nice and obviously very much in love. And I don't yeah. like making you. I'm sorry to make you yell at each, with each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> but they were so cute about it. And Angelique was like, Jess is such a bitch. You know, <laughs> my character is such a bitch. I can't believe that they're. T- and uh, Kiri was like, they need to go to like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so you said earlier that uh, the, the, idea of the movie you know with it, everybody getting together for a DED thing it was a way for people to unwind during pandemic what about you all how are you mm-hmm. unwinding when you're not taking on the her- herculean task of filming a movie virtually <laughs> in three different states you go first pat <laughs> oh, i don't unwind <laughs> are you kidding me i'm talking to someone who uh, had to go to do a Kickstarter funding for his book, and then we have this <laughs> film, and then my space, my novel sequel is going to be right around the corner too. So, yeah. Um, for me, it was just more like wish fulfillment. Like, wouldn't it be great to unwind? That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what is this <laughs> word? Yeah, yeah unwind. Yeah. I don't understand. I feel like Pat and I have the same um, personality traits, where like we tend to just say yes to every project and then have like way too many projects so mm-hmm. um yeah it's, i like yeah. i literally just had i injured my knee and so i have been forced to not do things which sucks but my <laughs> therapist that i just like had a meeting with this morning was like i get the sense that you're the type of person where more is better so i'm not going to give you a ton of exercises to do cuz i don't want you to overdo it and i was like what are you talking about how do you you don't know me <laughs> um yeah but i guess i I, were you still answering pat and then i totally hijacked you no i was just saying i don't don't unwind i guess my weekly game even though it's streamed on twitch my geekly ink game is kind of unwinding it's kind of relaxing yeah i find our podcast relaxing (laughs) oh yeah i find our podcast. yeah let's rewatch i find to be very um relaxing and chill just because it's it's great because it's like we're all the hosts of that show. We're all really close friends and we're always like um, texting each other. And so it's just always fun to like actually talk face to face. It's like my regular seeing people thing. So I think that is definitely for me. And then um, I also do on Twitter. I've been doing this thing since starting it started as and i won't go down the whole rabbit hole because we went down the whole rabbit hole in the podcast last night but it started as me watching all of the marvel films because i'd never seen them before if you have questions listen to the let's rewatch marvel episode they will be answered i'm not going to answer them here but um it's morphed into it started as marvel quest and now it's morphed into movie quest where my boyfriend and i watch a movie and i that usually I haven't seen before. Sometimes I have. I just haven't seen it in a while. And I live tweet it. And that has been such a fun thing for me and him to do in quarantine because we take 
silly photos of me and my dog posing the same pose as the poster for the movie or something. And, um, and it's just a lot of fun and we like make drinks and it's become our, like our special thing that we look forward to doing together. So that's, that's my fun thing that I'm doing in quarantine, I guess. None of the things are relaxing really. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the same page as you guys. I, uh, I definitely overstack myself. And um, you have a I kid. Work- yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, on top of everything else, it's like baby craziness work. Um, but I am taking a couple of weeks off in December for once um, with like nothing to do. So we'll see. I'm already starting to like get plans. I'm like plans. the same way, Ash. I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe I'll just make a list of things that I would like to reorganize in my home. And oh, I'm like, what no. am I doing? But I'm like, <laughs> I'm probably going to reorganize my closet and my pantry. And like, I won't be, I can't sit still. I'm the same way. Like <laughs> relaxing. What is this? So, you know, does relaxing spark joy for you? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. So I don't know. I'm the same way. (laughs) I will say my one thing that I do occasionally is my husband has like a man night every Thursday. It's like out in the backyard and they make a huge circle. There's like burning things that you've sent. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can like see the fire through my living room. The house down. (laughs) I'm like, if he burns, like, so help him. If he burns this house down, I will kill him. Um, It's like four guys and they like spread out and they have a fire and my husband like loves to just like make it humongous. And I am sitting in my living room like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, But occasionally on those nights I will take a bath and like, that's my, like I have spent a lot of money in lush bath bombs this year. (laughs) Um, Cause I just bought like 12 and I was like, it. I'm just going to order a ton of them. And like every week I'm just going to take a bath. And that's like my one. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. 2020. (laughs) (laughs) So fingers crossed in 40 years from now, when we're finally out of pandemic and quarantine. Mm -hmm. 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the five hours later. (laughs) Five hours later. Will you think that you'll be making a movie in this way again? Or is there anything that you learned from making a movie in this way that you would use in a regular production? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, Pat and I have already discussed just because we've fallen in love with these characters and the art design is so good. Like the artist we had, um, Michelle Kirawaski. I'm sorry, Michelle, if I'm saying it wrong, but she's amazing. Um, She's at Michelle Doodles, I think, on Instagram. Um, and it's just, we're, we're just like, I just want to see these characters animated. And so we've discussed like, okay, well, what if we developed this into like a web series or like a show of some sort? And when they're in the D and D world, we see these characters animated cause they're just so good. Like we tried mm-hmm. to utilize them as much as we could. Um, but I, it'd be so fun to cut to them and, and see that. Um, and originally we didn't want to do it the same way we want to do it more like a traditional show but um since this feels like you know it's gonna go on for a thousand more years maybe we (laughs) decided we well not decided we we've played with the idea of maybe like you know well this this could be the format of the show and then we cut to um 
you know, animated stuff and the the animated stuff is more the high budget part of the shoot kind yeah. of thing. So it's it's just an idea at this moment. It'd be like a sitcom with the the actors as themselves part of the time. And then part of the time we actually see their characters go on their adventure. Mm-hmm. But then the two worlds bleed together, right? Where they're fighting yeah. a dragon and a fight from the real world <laughs> bleeds in. Yeah, totally. It's I a think great that's idea. a great idea. I do. And if you guys are looking for a producer, let I've me know. <laughs> I keep it pops in my head. Yeah, and I'm like, I should text Rose, and then I get distracted. So surprise! <laughs> great, awesome. Yeah. Well, I will say that it's it's funny. Even like watching the movie. It, uh, or the film a couple times I have like felt the same way like I've been like gosh this is so good and like could go further with this for sure so I think uh, you guys have something there for awesome sure yeah yeah it'd be cool we'll have to see I think we we have a lot on our plate for the rest of this year so we'll put it with <laughs> yeah, a pin yeah. it's got a pin in it at the moment <laughs> so as you said you were on uh, the last few passes editing wise when is it mm-hmm. that people can expect to see joining call yeah it's premiering november 20th on my youtube channel laugh stash tv so you can go there and see the premiere we don't have a time yet i guess the three of us need to discuss and figure <laughs> out time. Yeah. but it will be november 20th i can tell you that um so definitely subscribe there so that you don't miss it and that's laugh stash like like a stash of laughs so it's s-t-a-s-h uh tv you can just Google it or you can Google me. It'll probably pop up either way. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a plan for a watch party? I mean, you, you have you, this is a whole thing about getting together virtually. Is there a. Yeah, it'll do a premiere, what YouTube calls a premiere. So it'll do a premiere on YouTube, which is basically it's like live streaming, except it's like pre recorded content, but it will. Um, live stream when it releases and we'll be in the chat so that we can be in the chat and communicate with people. Um, and then as Rose said, I think she's also organizing um, us playing D&D with the cast at some point that we're hoping to yeah. either live stream or record ahead of time and, and have available. We haven't quite figured yeah, that out. We'll yet. figure that out. But yeah, either way, I think it will be available for people to watch and hopefully hilarious for people to watch some of the people who've played <laughs> and me yeah. who has not. And <laughs> don't worry, I rogue. am not good at <laughs> D&D either. It has taken me a very long time. I'm pretty sure that the first several times I played D- D&D, I would always forget to add my modifiers, Pat. And so like, <laughs> I would always be like failing. And I was like, I just don't understand why you guys are so good at this. And I suck. And it was because I was never adding my modifiers like an oh. idiot, like a noob. It's obvious that you didn't find your lucky 20 D20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the real reason. I have no idea how much dice I have. I have a giant bag of dice, which I is ironic so because I don't <laughs> play that often. <laughs> Well, it's easy. You just you just go online. You buy a pound of dice now. It's like that's, yes, yeah, that's what happens. I did. Ninety nine. I, <laughs> I bought it like I bought it for a sketch that I did ages ago called Nerd Off, where it's like again, sort of taking the idea of the stereotypical nerd and flipping it on it on its head, and it's about a girl who actually these two bro dudes are hitting on, but she's actually like a nerd. 
and they slowly find out, you know, they try to call each other out and be like, you don't want to date this guy. He's actually a nerd. And then in the end, she's like, well, actually, I'm a bigger nerd than all of you. And I'm here LARPing. So back off. <laughs> and uh, Anyway, so I bought it for that. And I've just had this giant bag of dice ever since that has come in handy. Did anybody want to give out any social media other than the YouTube channel? You get a social media and you get a social media. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm at the Pat Edwards, Twitter and Instagram, website, thepatedwards.com. Go buy the Red Opera if you like D&D. Yeah. Buy Space Tripping. Yeah. Buy my book. I, buy my book. Buy my book. I will book. say, I meant to say in my um, What I Do to Relax, I do listen to Audible books sometimes during oh. quarantine. But I actually did purchase your book, Patrick, and I'm very excited to read it. Yeah. Hopefully, when I have my time off, so I'm excited. On, you got the audible? Uh, oh no, I actually got the um. Oh okay. The okay. Book. I was gonna say the, the, the voice is good too. Yeah, the voice actor has actually become a friend of mine. It was on Audible. Yeah. yeah. The voice actor Nick has actually become a friend. He's been on our show on Let's Rewatch, and he's actually he and I have become buddies, and he did a great job. Oh, nice. He does like, like maybe accents. I need to just do both. Yeah, it's really fun. He does like these accents for the different aliens and whatnot. It's it's a really it's awesome fun listen. What, what I don't have socials? any socials. <laughs> I, I will say I need to get some like professional ones because I'm kind of private about my online presence so i'm not going to share my personal one but i will work on getting some uh business ish ones for my producer side so i can share some of my work well mine are ash um, yeah. <laughs> mine my main one is twitter i'm at ash's stash again like a stash of things s-t-a-s-h i you people have a problem with that they do they're like like the mustache and i'm like no it's the other one but it's like a play on words so you're kind of right anyway <laughs> oh i just don't know how to spell mustache that's the problem because i've always spelt it right and i was like why does she always like clarifying and now i realize they're spelled differently yeah than- slightly <laughs> different um and then to make things more confusing on instagram i'm at moost underscore ash <laughs> that one is i made it so difficult for myself it's like hard to say what my just google me i'm like pretty much the only ash blodgett there's another one but like i'm the one with all the content online so the other (laughs) one isn't really like posting anything so if you see a red-haired one with a mustache i know it's confusing (laughs) (laughs) that one i was gonna say the other ash blodgett is gonna be getting so many requests now (laughs) she's like the polar opposite of me she's like super um i don't know i i just like i google her and sometimes i'm like no why why do you have to exist you're like you're giving the ash blodgett a bad name (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm not uh this is not this is not me (laughs) it's a little bit of cyberstalking it's okay yeah (laughs) I mean, no offense. I'm sure she's lovely, but I'm just, we're, we have, we're different on a lot of ways. <laughs> well, thank you all for coming on here and talking about your movie once again and uh, let, allowing me to see the movie. I can't wait for the premiere and seeing it with everybody else. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If I could I have a, go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. I have a quick question for everybody. Mm hmm. What are you wearing for Halloween if you are dressing up today? Ooh. I'm I'm dressing up as um Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the new yeah. 
uh, New. series. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So I, I do love the original as well, but um, me too. It, I kind of already had like half the clothes, so I was like, perfect. This there is you easy. go. I'm not. No, I'm dressing. <laughs> Well, what are your daughters dressing up as? They are dressing up as a witch and a pumpkin. Those are their choices. Oh. And, oh. But <clears throat> because we're at the end of our illness quarantine, um, yeah. we're just my wife and I. We, I guess we're technically we could, but we're doing um, a scavenger hunt around our house for them oh, with a bunch of candy cute. all That's over. Smart, they'll love it. And I'm drawing a map for that. them. Aww. Oh. How about you, Rose? What are you dressing up as? So we're doing like a socially distanced uh, thing with my sister-in-law, um, their neighborhood. They're like setting out tables with hand sanitizer and like each family mm-hmm. goes to the table. Oh. It's for like 35 minutes. It's very small. It's like one cul-de-sac. But um, so we're going to go do that with them. Um, but we're actually going to be the Flintstones. Oh, my oh, God. Nice. Uh, yes. So because everyone calls my daughter Pebbles because she's got like the straight up ponytail because it's the Aww. only thing I can manage mm-hmm. to get done while she's trying to run 15 directions. <laughs> so we just went with that nickname and um, she's going to be Pebbles Aww. and uh, I'll be Wilma and Josh will be Fred. So fun stuff. Oh, that's so fun. How about you, Mitch? Uh, you know what? I haven't thought about anything for a, <laughs> a costume. Right? Uh, I spent- Better figure it out quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, we spent, I spent this like most of this week building one of those contraptions you're seeing on on uh social media f- to do distance uh ha- oh, like pvc pipe you're like second story and i'm doing it right to our mailbox and and oh, i built this whole thing so that's i didn't even cool. think about a costume. that is awesome <laughs> that's cool i just gonna sit up there on the balcony with like a beer yeah. Yeah. You're like a plumber. Bombs like, away, like candy. Yeah. Mario. Oh, did you? Hi, <laughs> Mimi. Good, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be a bad idea. Or Donkey Kong, throwing Donkey barrels. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe don't throw barrels at children. <laughs> no root beer, root beer barrels. <laughs> mm, maybe still don't throw <laughs> anything at children. Uh, they gotta learn to catch. It's 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 fun. yeah. One of my favorite things and has just been. Because all um, month we've been doing horror movies for the movie quest. And I just love throwing together shitty costumes out of my closet. Your and closet it's honestly costume. so much fun. I mean, obvi- I do have a lot more costumes than other people. But like I threw together an Ash from Evil Dead one last night. And I was like, what am I going to do for the chainsaw? I know. I'll just use my hand vacuum. I and I think it. it's hilarious. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I need to see this. Oh, I'll text it to you. It's pretty great. So I, I I'm the same. Think you should just throw I think together everyone. Shitty, yeah, you know, everyone should have like we have a costume like a uh, box in the garage. And literally yesterday, like five minutes before my husband went to work, he's like, "Wait, I need a costume for work." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, <laughs> "I got you. I got you. Hold on, give me mm-hmm. two minutes." Very and, uh, cool. I just pulled out his Bob Ross costume from last oh, year. So that was oh, a nice. good one. Yeah, that was a good That's one. A, that is always. Oh, you got the beard, Mitch. You could totally do it. I could. I it's pretty. It's easy. It's a very easy one. You just need the curly hair wig and then a painter's palette with some paint on it, and just wear a blue shirt in your set. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I guess I I put on like glasses and like a green button up shirt and khakis. I could be uh, Walter White. 
Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. <laughs> the, the shaved head, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going with Mr. Rogers at first. <laughs> and then it took a sharp turn. <laughs> but until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to Geek, Geek out. out. Ooh. Oh, that was a good one, Pat. <laughs> yeah. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.